In this episode we talk to Sage and hear excerpts of her polyphonic social performance. Sage is a ritual vocalist grounded in overtone and throat singing and practices an ongoing exploration of extra-normal vocal technique. This interview and performance was recorded on the 18th of October 2019 at Abbotsford Convent as part of Liquid Architecture's Polyphonic Social Program. Sage, um, and my performance yesterday uh, was improvised, like nearly all of the stuff that I do, um, but drawing on my practice of vocal improvisation with extended vocal techniques or extra normal vocal techniques, but also an interest in, in improvised ritual magic and particularly sort of possession channeling. Um, yeah, so I started out playing a drum, uh, which is a drum I've made. I used for shamanic work and came into the space and did some overtone singing, exploring the acoustics of the space. And then went on stage and I had four microphones, each sent to one of the four sets of speakers um, and did a sort of, yeah, improvised vocal set, uh, but moving, like physically moving around using the different microphones to specialize the sound. Um, and did a bit of playing around with like, singing the same note but moving different overtones to different speakers and stuff like that. I've done lots of stuff, like using loops and layered stuff and thick textural vocal things. Most of my first shows were like that. But then at some point I just really wanted to strip it down to just a microphone on stage, partly to push myself to get better at technique, but also because I feel like now I have a pretty good palette of sounds. Um, and if there's just a microphone, people get that. But if there's a laptop, people tend to assume there's processing going on which is like doesn't particularly bother me i just sort of yeah i like the clarity of of that so i wasn't a singer until i heard some tuvan and mongolian overtone singing or throat singing and that just kind of blew me away and i just got pretty obsessed with it um, so that's where my practice started, and there's a real interest in tambora, um, like, yeah, and the singing culture, 
particularly in Tuva, there's a sort of way of listening that theorists have called temporal center listening, where the sort of aperture of your focus is much wider. So you're not just listening to the pitch, you're listening to the whole spectrum. And like listening to lots of that music and reading and thinking about it sort of changed the way I heard sound, I think. And practicing those vocal techniques changed the way I listened as well. So that's where it started for me. Um, but I'm also really aware that like, I'm not a Mongolian throat singer, I'm not a Tuvan throat singer, that's not my culture. Um, but they're, they're pretty happy for people to use those techniques um, uh, you know, in an appropriate way. Um, yeah, so that's, that's where I got started in the sort of core of what I do. But then I just got interested in other ways of exploring voice. Um, I quite like some metal stuff, so I just got interested in like growling and screaming and grunting and stuff. Um, and then I really like uh, Tanya Tagak's work, and that got me into some other sort of Inuit-style throat singing. Um, and one of the big things in that culture is using in and out breath, so like ingressive and egressive singing and movement between the two. Um, so that was another big influence on my practice. And yeah, I've sort of moved away from stuff that sounds like Inuit throat singing or Chukchi throat singing, because uh, I don't feel that's appropriate and there's some like, issues around cultural appropriation of that culture. Um, but I'm still very influenced by some of those techniques and that interest in moving between in and out breath. So then I started exploring overtone singing on in-breath and stuff like that. technique, like I'm a bit of a technique geek, but also that's not an ends in itself to me. That's just like giving me a palette to be present in the moment and respond sort of authentically, um, which is a problematic word, but you know, just to be present in the moment and expressing something uh, that you're connected to. Um, and yeah, I, I just feel like all the different techniques from doing them enough, I found ways of moving between them and integrating them into 
a sort of weird patchwork kind of sort of possession or channeling ritual um, and I'm pretty agnostic about what's quote actually going on unquote um, but I've you know explored ritual where you you know invite some particular spirit to manifest through you and have the you know subjective experience of feeling like something else is talking through you and whether that's actually happening or it's just facilitating a different part of yourself expressing itself or whether it's you know all in your head doesn't really matter to me you know it's really interesting anyway um so for me there's sort of uh different voices that speak through me or as me um or different archetypes is another way of thinking it that manifests a version of themselves through me um but yeah another way of thinking of it is just different aspects of the self coming to the fore and there are sort of vague associations between different singing techniques and some of those archetypes of spirits as well. And then also like some of the techniques, like some people talk about overtone singing as polyphonic because it's, you know, a drone and then there's overtones. Yeah, I, I quite like that I'm quite silly sometimes. And, you know, my, my stage name is Sage. And people will actually introduce me like that, which I think is great. Um, and I love it when people, like, giggle or laugh during my sets. I, you know, laughter and humour is just, you know, part of, you know, the spectrum of stuff we can experience and share. And, like, why shouldn't that be part of... <laughs> So extended vocal technique is a more common phrase, um, but there's a book by Michael Edgerton called something like uh, The 21st Century Voice, Traditional and Contemporary Extra-Normal Vocal Technique. And it's like, you know, the closest thing to a Bible there is of, you know, all the weird singing techniques. Um, and yeah, just thinking, like extended suggests that there's a kind of core, like normal, you know, singing that you do, and then you add on some extra stuff to that, which I think has been the tradition in that sort of Western classical art music thing. Um, whereas in, in tuba, for example, people learn throat singing as often as they learn normal singing and alongside each other. Um, so for me, the, the phrase extra normal recognizes the sort of difference without um, suggesting that it's something you'd learn later or add on or that it's like an extra bit. Um, yeah, and also I like that it sort of resonates for me with the idea of extra normal um, states of consciousness. Um, and again, like altered states of consciousness 
is a more common phrase, but that also suggests that they've been like mangled or adjusted in some way. Uh, whereas extra normal, I think, recognizes that they're not the usual day-to-day -day experience, um, but doesn't suggest that they need to have been, you know, altered in some way. So it's part of a spectrum of experiences we can have. This episode was produced by Mara Shretfager for Liquid Architecture on the land of the Boon Wurrung and Woiwurrung people of the Kulin Nation. We acknowledge them as the traditional owners of this land and recognize that sovereignty has never been ceded. We pay our respects to their elders past, present, and emerging. Liquid Architecture is an Australian organization for artists working with sound and listening. To learn more head to liquidarchitecture.org. Dot au.